Welcome in. It's the To The Echo Radio Show. This is Nick O'Kelly and Derek Daisy here with me as always. What's going on? We're broadcasting sea to shining sea today, quite literally, if you will. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. Derek is up in New York City. Woo! Welcome in. We're so glad to have you in here today. we got a lot to talk about. It's our first show ever. How do you feel about that, Derek? I feel really, really good. I'm excited. I know. Me too. I'm super excited. We've been sitting here for all of 10 minutes now talking about how excited we are about this whole thing. Absolutely. Of course, the reason is I've been trying to get my audio equipment set up, but that's okay. It's yeah. all good now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we even tried this back in college, didn't we, Derek? Oh, yeah, we did. And we fast forwarded our voices. And uh, I mean, we used to, I don't know, we just thought we were a lot bigger than we really are. And we still feel that way now. Things haven't changed. That's why we're sitting here talking to you out there in the listening world, pretending as if you actually care. <laughs> <laughs> Over time. But we know that you do. And that's why you're here. And welcome in. We're so glad to have you in. Uh, you know, I guess we'll jump right on in. This this show is going to be all about uh, music and entertainment, heavy focus on the music industry. Derek and I are both music business majors. Uh, went to Catawba College in Salisbury, North Carolina. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Derek's a good guitar player. I'm a, a, a decent bass player. Yeah, yeah, that's about <laughs> it. That's where it... Uh... It ends, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I write some songs and, uh, Nick tries to write some songs and it's a really good balance. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll go ahead and let you guys know that this show is going to be all about shameless self promotion. I mean, yes. because you know, we've, we've got a, uh, in fact, why don't we just go ahead and throw a bit out there, Derek? What do you think? All right. Go, go it, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay. All right. So this song, uh, we have a website uh, for songwriting, um, whether it's for gifts or for jingles or demos for you or whatever. Uh, the website's called songsjinglesandgifts.com. And uh, we just started it. And yeah, just trying to get the word out there. So if you have any songwriting needs whatsoever or any questions, you know, shoot on over there, send us an email. And yeah. Well, we'll you know, whether it. or not, whether you have a, a, a girlfriend, boyfriend, friend mother father father's day is coming up yeah. you want to you want us to write them a song for you because you can't do it or maybe you just uh you know you have no interest in music but you know that your significant other does and they would enjoy that type of a gift we do that for you or maybe you have a small business you know yeah. maybe you're a pizza chain out in michigan and you want a new jingle come yeah. on in because we can do that for you as well that's what it's all about so uh, basically, we decided. Well, hey, we uh, we've got this website. We need to promote it. So why don't we do a a, a podcast as well, all about music and entertainment? Uh, mainly because that's all we do is sit around and watch TV and listen to music. Yeah, well, I, I work too. You know. <laughs> yeah, right. You, <laughs> I have you a work. job. I, I sit out at the beach and do nothing. That's what I yeah. do. <laughs> I sell I sell guitars and uh, you know and talk to aspiring musicians. Derek works at at the place that we can't actually say because we we are not. Uh, uh, sponsored by them, but it is a center for guitars. That's all we'll say. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. So I guess we'll jump on in, you know, to some news. And um, like I said, we're going to have a heavy focus on the music industry and, and what it's all about and, and perhaps how it's progressing as, as time goes along. And, you know, CD sales have just really plummeted and yeah. uh, record companies are really having to struggle to get back into it. And one of the things we wanted to talk about here on the, on our first podcast is going to be the Apple iCloud. What do you think about that one, Derek? Wow, the iCloud's actually a really, really cool thing. I, uh, I mean, what's really neat about it is the fact that 
you know, everything is just wirelessly connected. You know, I'm a big avid Apple guy, man. I got an iPad, iPhone, uh, iMac, MacBook Pro, <laughs> just yeah. a bunch of Mac stuff. And I got to tell you, uh, syncing things is has been so impossible, you know, because the second I finish a song on my, you know, on my iMac, like even new demos or whatever, and I uh, take them on the go, I, I have to sync everything up to it. And uh, I, I think that alone is going to be really exciting because now they've just enabled um, iTunes, like a little bit of the iTunes match thing where they uh, they let you download your previously purchased songs, which they didn't used to let you do. Um, they used to just pretty much tell you back it up or no, you know, sorry for your luck. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was essentially it. And just recently, you know, I downloaded because um, I just got a new iMac. I downloaded a new like all my old songs and it was like got 600 of them. I, that means I spent like 600 bucks on these songs over the last, you know, however many years, uh, 2004. Um, and the first song I got was Give a Little Bit uh, by the Goo Goo Dolls. And then, you know, so Derek's a huge was... Goo Goo Dolls fan, by the way. And, and so am I. We'll go ahead and throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, big. So that was the first song I ever got on iTunes. and uh, But but it's cool because I was able to download it. And then they have this thing where it actually syncs it. So when I downloaded it to my computer, all of a sudden my iPhone downloaded it, my iPad downloaded it. And I didn't have to do anything. It was just there. So that, that's, that's really, you know, that's yeah. really the beautiful thing with Apple products. I mean, they're they're all so well interrelated and interconnected, and they work perfectly with with themselves as far as the computer goes and, and the iPod. I mean, it's pretty wild, you know. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, even to go from there, you know, on iPad they have a, a program called uh, you know GarageBand, which is like a condensed version of you know the iMac, MacBook Pros, whatever version of it. So when I'm on the road, I can do little demos on it and uh, send it back to my computer and then really flesh it out and mix it down. But I can start, you know, music projects on the road. Can you Just, set – I don't know if I knew this. Can you set up an MP3 off of GarageBand and then upload that to iCloud? Uh, I, I, I think you will eventually. Um, the, the way it'll work, you, you'll have to pay for the uh, $25 a year thing because okay, they don't right. – th yeah, because they only um, – you know, send you songs that they have in their store. And obviously new demos aren't going to be on there. So for like 25 a year, um, they'll upload it to the cloud and then distribute it um, to the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, you know, and, and I mean, that kind of works with iTunes match or whatever, because, you know, a lot of people download illegal music and um, it, it's just like, you know, billions of songs have been downloaded illegally. <laughs> well, and, and that's that's, you know, that's the beauty of this thing, by the way. And we'll throw this in here as well. Uh, and I mentioned that CD sales have been plummeting. Record companies can't seem to get their money back for it. Well, Apple has pretty much thrown them an olive branch and said, here, uh, we're going to help you guys out because we know you're losing money like crazy. And, hey, guess what? We're not. So <laughs> why don't you take a contract from us? And, and yeah. by the way, all of the major record labels have – well, just – I don't want to say all of them, but there's six major record labels that have signed a contract with them, Sony, uh, BMG, Warner Brothers – uh, just to name a couple, and and, and Apple is going to share their profits with them mm -hmm. off of the the users' uh, fees from the yeah. iCloud. So basically, they're going to be paying 
you're you're going to think that you're just paying for the service when in reality you're actually paying the record companies back for the songs that you probably burned. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and not only that, but they paid them up front. Like I think 125 million dollars each. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> wild. <laughs> but you know the the funny thing about that is. They're talking about how if, if only 10% of the users from iTunes, just uh-huh. iTunes as a whole, if 10% of the iTunes users sign up for the iCloud service, which, come on, you know at least, what, 30% are going to actually do it. But yeah. if only 10% do it, it's like a $500 billion revenue right up front. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's, uh, that's nice. I mean, so Apple's pretty much just saying, okay, well, here's a little bit of this money that we know we're going to make because, you know, we're smarter than you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I mean, but it, it is really exciting. I mean, uh, especially with just like the music and, and hopefully I, I, I don't know if they're doing the movies and thing. I know they're doing the photos, like your first thousand photos and um, they'll give you five gigabytes online, which doesn't include music and iTunes and photos and all that stuff. So I don't know. It's a really cool direction to go. Um, I, I didn't <laughs> know that it used photos. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand of your photos can upload up to 30 days. Um, within it, within it doesn't count against you. Um, and you know, and that's Apple's, you know, next step to taking over the world. <laughs> well, they pretty much already have. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, you know, it's funny cause I'm sitting here, like I was saying, I was having some, uh, some issues getting this audio equipment working for this podcast, uh, right. initially. And, and quite frankly, it's because I'm sitting here using a Windows computer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that if I was using a Mac, it'd be okay. I just can't afford a Mac right now, but I will be able to, and that will be the next computer that I buy. No questions asked. Yeah, I hope so, because the, the, the ultimate thing is I have to mix everything down on the Mac so everything sounds right <laughs> when we get it online. And let's uh, just hope that it does sound right. Yeah, well, if it doesn't, we're going to, you know, just blame the PC and Windows and all that stuff. Because i, I got to be honest, I was a big Windows advocate, you know, back in early 2000s. I mean, who wasn't? <laughs> you know, I mean, really, <laughs> Mac had nothing going on for it. Um, and I joined about, what, 2005? And it's just been great. <laughs> well, and you know, that that's what was so cool about Catawba. We were in the music department, obviously, and uh, they were Mac friendly. Right. I, I like the fact that all of the professors there use that. And you're finding that more and more. I mean, you look at these, you look at all of these um, uh, institutions, you know, let's, let's talk about Full Sail real quick. I mean, okay. that, that's one of the, that's one of the music production uh, colleges. They're all Mac friendly. I mean, they have oh, yeah. Mac labs. Well, I, mean, I mean, even when I worked on my album, um, you know, Hit Music Incorporated or whatever in uh, uh, Salisbury or Spencer, uh, North Carolina, um, they, uh, <laughs> they, it's like you walk in there and they're like, no, yeah, if you use a PC, you're not working here. <laughs> you know, big Which is funny because I interned with them. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I, I was really surprised they didn't kill you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they contemplated it. They used to talk to me about it like, hey, dude. We're going to kill this guy. Uh, <laughs> first, we're going to make him scrub the floors. So, uh, and they did. And that was nice. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like I said, it's just one of the biggest things with Mac was, was so great back in the day, man. Back in, you were talking about 05. That was probably about the time they were doing it was they allowed free promotion from, from TV. You know, you see Macs all the time on TV. Yeah. Well, that's because there for a couple of years, it was free to use it on, on yeah. movies and TV shows. Yeah. Good promotion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why not, right? I mean, they, yeah. they and they absolutely control uh, the computer sales right now. I mean, I don't even think PCs are. Uh, 
Actually, this was um, the PC market actually decreased by I think two percent, and Mac uh, increased by like eight. <laughs> you know, <whatever>. <laughs> that's so, pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, so they're definitely outpacing the PC industry. You know, I, I and I'm starting to see commercials. I'm sure you've seen them, Derek, for the BlackBerry Playbook. You seen yeah. that? Yeah. It, it, it's exactly exactly like the iPad. In fact, oh, when, when you have a, a program pulled up on the BlackBerry Playbook, you you throw it away. You know, mm-hmm. which is. Yeah. Something straight out of Apple. <laughs> right, right, right. So. Uh, absolutely. No, I, I mean, it's, God, everybody's just copying, copying. But, you know, they did sign a deal with Nokia to use, like, license some of their patents, uh, which was an interesting, uh, you know, development. Oh, <laughs> really? What, what yeah. do you mean? Apple? Yeah, Apple Apple, Apple actually signed it, yeah, which means other companies are probably going to have to do that, too. You know, because once Apple falls to its knees, everybody's falling to its knees. (laughs) Well, we're hard up against our first break here of the hour, man. This really did go by a little bit quicker than I thought it would. But we're like, again, uh, we're, we're so excited to have you. Please stay tuned. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Thanks a lot. We're back. Welcome back. (laughs) It's Derek and Nick here. How are you doing this evening? This is our second segment of the hour. It's our first ever podcast. We're so glad to have you uh, in here in the studios with us from Charleston, South Carolina, New York City. It's to the Echo radio show. Mm -hmm. Welcome in. And as I said before, it's all about entertainment. It's all about music. It's all about movies. It's all about anything entertainment because that's what we like. That's what we pay attention to. That's pretty much all we do. That's our passion. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> we're music business students. What do you expect? <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to get into some new movies. Uh, there's been a couple of good ones come out, and, and I'm just going to start out by saying I have not seen it, but I don't know that I'm going to, Derek, and, and it's because all I'm getting is bad reviews, and you see so many reviews. Critics are always so harsh with movies these days, especially when it comes to comic books, and I'm sure you already know what I'm talking about, listeners, now that I've said comic books, but Green Lantern <laughs> is out this weekend. And I really, really wanted to see this movie up until yesterday <laughs> when I saw that uh, everybody's saying it sucks. Yeah. That, that is- <laughs> and and, and I, I thought... I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be Ryan Reynolds that made it suck, but all the reviews I've seen says that he's the shining light in a in a terrible story and, and bad acting. So we're not gonna talk about Green Lantern. I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, I, I honestly <laughs> when I saw the first trailer, I was like, because I felt like they were going a goofy way. Because the first trailer was like all a joke, and I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see a funny comic book movie. I mean, like like Iron Man was cool, and it was just because of Robbie Downey Jr. You know, Robert. Well, yeah, yeah. he was the comic release yeah absolutely but i just didn't see green lantern being that way because not enough people know enough about the green lantern to really poke fun the same way and i see me being a a total geek when it comes to comic books i I really just i hate that because i I really do like green lantern i think it's a great story it's really cool there's a lot to it you know you got your different green lanterns going on from all the different universes and and how jordan is chosen from uh from the earth to be the protector of our galaxy and it's just 
you know, I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of cool stuff to it, and you really could get into it. But like you said, not a lot of people know a lot about it, and, and, and they go into the stuff in, in the movie, and, and you just if, – if you're going into a movie like that and you don't know a whole lot about it, it's hard to get into it, and it sounds to me like they probably just didn't play it up correctly. Yeah. Same thing happened with Thor, although I did go see Thor. I did like Thor. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one where not a lot of people are familiar with the characters, so what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, but one movie we are going to talk about, let's transition a little bit, uh, Super 8. Yeah. Derek saw this one. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I just saw I'm it. I'm going to let him go off on it for a second here. Uh, well, it was uh, by director J.J. Abrams. Um, he directed Star Trek, the, the recent installment of that and uh it was pretty much a homage to um you know like et or whatever you know steven spielberg was uh, a producer on there but it, it was really really cool movie i mean obviously the story follows like kids and you know they're shooting a little movie a homemade movie with their camera and uh they get thrown in the middle of this huge train crash and then you know the government's getting involved and there's like some kind of you know thing or monster or whatever and and it just kind of you know you're following the story of the kids almost entirely and uh it, it was kind of cool because you don't really see that I, I don't know watching it i'm like man there's no kid in the universe that's going to be as brave as the kids are in this movie ever <laughs> never the kids would scream and run you know but it was a really 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 good movie uh the effects were awesome it was a cool story um but what is it ellie fanning who is dakota fanning's little sister was in it oh really i didn't know that that's pretty cool yeah and it's funny because when you see her in the beginning she she just kind of has like this much older presence but she's like 13 (laughs) you know so that was kind of well that's how dakota fanning was that's really how she took the world by storm yeah yeah it had like this adult presence or whatever but that was a really good story a lot of cool actors in there um I walked out of there very happy, and there's a cool little thing at the credits, you know, so make sure if you go see it, stick around for through the credits. It's pretty awesome. I'll tell you, I wanted to see it because, and we were talking about this before the show, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I don't know if you guys remember back in the day the show Early Edition, uh, but the main star of Super 8, and his name is, bl- I'm blanking on his name right now, but... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh. <All right. laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, he was the star of Early Edition, and he, he's the he's the dad in in the movie Super Eight. And then he was on the movie Friday Night, or I'm sorry, the show Friday Night Lights on NBC, which I also didn't watch back in the day. But now, thanks to the invention of Netflix, I have gone through and watched them all, and they are excellent. Mm. But he was he was the head coach Taylor in that movie. But he's an excellent actor. I mean, he really is. And so I, I really wanted to see it mainly just because he was in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know Dakota Fanning's daughter was in it. That's pretty. Or cool. daughter, little sister. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, little sister. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> so. uh, was his name Kyle Chandler? Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 that's it's hard to remember. It's a strange name, but. Yeah, he's an excellent actor. So, was he good in the movie? Yeah, he was great. I mean, I, what I noticed him from was uh, was a King Kong. I was like, hey, that guy was in King Kong. He was uh, the Baxter <laughs> guy, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Baxter was his name. <laughs> uh, well, another good movie, uh, Derek, that you need to see. Yeah. I've made mention to it already is X Men First Class. Yeah. I mean, let me just go ahead and say. And my, I have a roommate here in Charleston who who is going to immediately disagree with me because the Dark Knight was excellent. Yeah. And, and let me just go ahead and say, Dark Knight was 
I, I think it uh, superseded comic book movies as a whole. Yeah. It was more like a crime drama. Right. But but as far as comic book movies go, X Men First Class is absolutely the best one that has ever been made. Really? It, it was fantastic. I've seen it twice in the theaters. Oh. I mean, it, it was fantastic. Nick, do you but, have a I mean, girlfriend? You, yeah. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, man, it was good. I, I, I went into it with not – I did not go into it with, with very much intentions for it to be very good. I, I thought, man, this is going to be terrible. Especially X-Men, after Wolverine X-Men 3. Was well, Wolverine yeah, wasn't well, terrible. I liked Wolverine yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, right, again, I liked Ryan Wolverine. Was, was a sore spot. I liked Wolverine better than X-Men 3. Um, really? Yeah. You liked it better than three? Yeah, I, I, I liked three. I know a lot of people bash it, but I, I liked. It. I, I don't know. I just felt felt like three was out of nowhere, and there was what the third casting of one character. Uh, <laughs> what was her name? I did, but you know, Kelsey Grammer was a good beast. I yeah, that yeah, he was. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there were but, some but, good elements. It's just they didn't amount up. Like after two, like two was awesome. But I, I mean, yeah, two was two was excellent. But, but you watch the third one, and there's Cyclops, and he's crying. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. Well, you know, you know about? why? You know why they did I that, know, right? Phoenix. No, 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 no. They, they, they did that. They killed him off because he wanted to go be in the Superman movie. Oh. Yeah, that's that's why they did that to his character. That's fine. Which is really too bad because that movie was horrible. Yeah, I know. They have to completely reboot that one. <laughs> yeah, he decided to go to DC, and so Marvel said, well, you know, screw you. We'll kill you off. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that you know, so yeah, I agree with you. But because, because of that movie as well as uh, X-Men uh, Wolverine, which, you know, Wolverine, again, had its moments. I, in fact, I've been watching it. It's been, it's, they've had it on HBO the past uh, three or four weeks just about every day oh. so i've caught it a couple of times uh it did have its moments i love those opening credits where they're going through all the different wars i think that's really cool yeah yeah yeah, for sure but but after that one which which i just wasn't totally impressed with uh i i went into this one thinking okay it's just gonna be another sad spinoff it's not gonna be that great you know, blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to tell you something. It was really good. I mean, uh, you have, it was, by the way, it was directed by uh, Matthew Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it stars James McAvoy, who was in Wanted. Uh, excellent movie. Uh, Michael Fassbender and Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, excellent. In fact, it also had Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Bacon was the head of the Hellfire Club. Uh, really, really good movie. You should definitely go see it. It, it really brought a whole new spin on it. I'm, I'm a huge Patrick Stewart fan, so I really liked him as, as Professor X. But James McAvoy really blew that that role out of the water. Right. Great special effects. They they tie it into the Cuban Missile Crisis and JFK mm. really, really well. Uh, so you know, again, definitely go see those movies. <laughs> well, you know, I will say, you know, while we're on the comic book movie thing, I, I I'm a big Dark Knight fan, <laughs> as you know. I did watch that the other night, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> it's great, great. You know, I've been keeping up on the the Dark Knight Rises, and uh, oh yeah, yeah. Let's break into that a little uh, bit. Bane looks uh, awesome. Bane looks awesome. <laughs> yep, I'm excited about that. There's also, um, guess who's um, having a top secret cameo? Which the top secret isn't really top secret anymore. Uh, uh, dark, dark. I mean, uh, Nightwing. No. That's gay. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't but, like yeah, that, games. That's where Chris Nolan just says, you know what? F it. 
<laughs> let's bring Robin, <laughs> Batgirl in. You know, it's the third movie. Let's go out with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's bring in Danny DeVito again yeah. and, uh, as a mutant penguin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Liam Neeson was uh, spotted. Oh, yeah. No, you know, I think I did hear yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, he was spotted um, being shot. He was on day. set for two days. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Man, that's going to be awesome. Yep. Yeah, they're bringing it full circle to the first one, Batman Begins. Well, because he, apparently he didn't die. Well. When, he, when the train crashed. Well, I, I mean, there's no real story leaks, like, because they um, casted a guy to be young Ra's al Ghul. And, um. Right, right. Uh-huh. So, so it, it, they don't know if it's a flashback or if he's still, like, in there or whatever, alive. But I don't know. That, that's just, you know, food for thought for next year. <laughs> well, listen, Derek, yeah. I'm so sorry, but we are hard up against it once again. Okay. We're going to have to take a break. Okay. Uh, again, it's it's it's, uh, it's Derek Daisy and Nico Kelly here, uh, and we'll be back in 60 seconds. All right. Keep listening. You're listening to The Echo. Three, two. Welcome back. It's To The Echo radio show. It's Nico Kelly, Derek Daisy, back with you once again. Segment number three. In our first ever podcast, we're so glad to have you guys here in the studios with us. we got two different studios going on, which is pretty wild. Yeah. Technology has just come such a long, long way. Yeah. I mean, I mean just I'm, think, Derek, I'm in, ten, ten years I'm, ago. I, I mean, well, right now I'm in the bathroom, and Nick's out in the studio recording. So, no. <laughs> You know, I didn't know that. You could have kept it to yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, actually, listeners, we, we won't lie to you. We do have a webcam going right now. This is so cool. We, we are on Gmail web chat, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at Derek, and he's looking at me here at each of our studios Tenderly. in our apartments. Um, it's, Tenderly. It's, it's very Lovingly. nice. <laughs> Wonderfully. Oh. Welcome into To The Echo. Oh. <laughs> Sounds nice. But, you know, think about it. Ten years ago, we couldn't have done this. Yeah, no, not not for cheap. Five years ago, I don't know that we could have done this. <laughs> not not as high quality, especially with our uh, college uh, connection, because God knows they limited the crap out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I, I do have the, the fastest internet that they offer down here, and it's still not that great, but, uh, you know, at least it's running this web chat pretty well. Yeah, same here. So. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like I said, it's crazy because, uh, like I said, just a few years ago, we would have had to have been sitting in the same room to be able to do this. But now we could do it over the Internet, mm-hmm. and well, there's not even really that much of a lag. I'm interested well, to see how much there's actually going to be. Well, it's interesting because, you know, in college, I would try to do this stuff with you, and you had a life. So there wasn't much well, I could I do. Don't. I'd be like, "Come on, Nick, come on, let's do a podcast." You're like, "Derek, I got friends. I got, I gotta, you know, I gotta do something. You can't be pretending that people are listening." <laughs> I'm like, "All right." Well, but, but you know, our podcast then were kind of a joke. We were joking around more than anything. I know. Anyways, I think we uh, still listen to them more than any other person's ever listened to. <laughs> you know, like, I've showed like three or four people, and they were like. You might get arrested. You might you might not want to put that out. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we were doing things like, you know, holding schools hostage. Uh, we shouldn't well, even really say yeah, that. I probably don't need to worry about that. Uh, you know, But it was all fake. Yeah. It was all completely fake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> oh, the, the wonders and the amazement that is sound editing and sound uh, uh bites you right. know we had a lot of those and we used a lot of them yeah absolutely <laughs> well let's get back on our, our on our next topic here uh we, we like i said we have several different things we wanted to cover today uh but right now we're going to talk a little bit about uh, whether or not 
is a question that Derek and I posed to each other earlier when we were doing some show prep of do the public buy the songs or or the artists you know because we've got a lot of issues like I said with record companies losing money on record sales right. so who are the who are the public buying right now because it used to be that they were buying the songs yeah I mean I think we can say that when when you had <clears throat> concept albums coming out like Hotel California you know um, Captain Fantastic, you know these these type of these type of albums would come out. People were definitely buying the songs, don't you think? Well, uh, I mean, well, maybe, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, in that text, yeah. Um, I mean, I try to think back then, though. I mean, once Pink Floyd came out with, like, say, you know, Dark Side of the Moon, um, you know, like a big. I mean, they, they weren't, but they weren't buying. They weren't buying, you know, uh, Roger Waters. Yeah, that's true. You know? yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, you're right. All right, that's true. I, I mean, but yeah, for the most part, I guess back then, yeah, it was all music songs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you even look. I mean, I, listen, I got no, I got no problems with with long hair and baggy clothes. But let me tell you something. I am not buying Elton John. Are you sure? I'm definitely buying Rocket Man. I don't know, man. Because <laughs> when we were in college, you used to. I do you like. You used Elton to John. talk a lot about Elton John. <laughs> I was really concerned. I wish there. I could be. I am going to say it for the listeners right now. I wish I could be Elton John. I wish I could play like that. I man, wish I, I could bet. perform like that. He's amazing. And have men coming into your into your room well, i mean hey, it's cool hey, it's the 21st century i'm not i'm not judging i'm just saying at least i would have followers yeah it's more than i have now that's true <laughs> but you know the the difference now is that record companies are losing so much money that they can only take investments in what they know is going to be a home run you know they, they got to be able to put out something that they know people are going to buy yeah. they know it's gonna, they're going to sell a lot of and that's why you're getting a lot of these processed it's not even boy bands anymore, but they they're still creating this music to be hits. Yeah. You know these hit machines, and they put a, a good looking girl on the front cover, and they know it's going to sell. And, and, and such as Lady Gaga, which you've got some info about that you're going to share in just a second. Yeah, and, and, and I mean she's she's hot, sure, whatever, cool. But that's that's why they're selling her instead of somebody that's actually good. Yeah, but you know what? I don't. When I look at uh, Lady Gaga, I don't think hot because I feel like she wears so many different you know outfits, and she's just so out of the norm that you know i i don't think if i was sitting in a room with her i'd be like oh i want that no way man <laughs> i feel yeah, like she's well, trying I to get attention I mean, yeah exactly but <laughs> but the mainstream media would yeah absolutely i mean it's just like i think things have changed a little bit because like in the 90s um you know it was like people were buying the artists like britney spears you know i, I remember a few like about a year ago i, I listened to her first album again and I remember walking away from that Excellent thinking. Excellent album. I remember walking away <laughs> thinking that was the worst. She was so out of tune. She was terrible. I couldn't believe that was a, like a hit album. And, and I mean, it's like in sync. You know, at least they sang in tune. It was cool. But do you I, know why I like the Britney Spears album for real? Why? Because of that picture on the front cover. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Oh, the one with her just standing there smiling. Well, she hey. was, she was, knee no, she was on her, she was on her uh, knees. Oh, she had her feet tucked behind her. Remember? Oh yeah, right, right, right. She had the pink. Did she have the pink like, dress on? Hey, or the I'm Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> I had that poster in my locker in middle school. I bet you did. <laughs> Everybody did. I and, and it's funny because then her video oh, was "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time," and she was in there like all dressed up, dirty, and all that. And I'm like, man, 
I, the song is okay, <laughs> but God, <laughs> she makes a lot of money <laughs> for that. Yeah, you know? yes, she does. Well, and again, I, and I, I said that in jest earlier. It really wasn't that great of an album. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, the, but that was that was really the start of the generation that was Hit Machines. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, well, I guess. I mean, what, what, else, what, what else can you call Hit Me Baby One More Time? Yeah. What, can, what can you call that? A good song? No, no. You can't call it a good song. You can call it a good hook, I guess. It was, just, it was I don't know designed to program sex into us because i mean yeah. she was a 16 year old girl tempting 50 year old men <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> so <laughs> and speaking of NSYNC, i mean they did have one talented uh, artist in there as we've found out over the years you know, oh yeah absolutely lance bass you're, you know he, <laughs> he, he almost went to the moon no <laughs> yeah uh, is he still going to the moon <laughs> oh, i don't know no he was i know he trained for it i don't know if he ever went to like the space no but uh justin timberlake yeah he, he's pretty pretty funny pretty cool guy yeah. um he was good in that movie uh what was it, the social network it was good I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, he he was the guy who played uh, Sean whatever from uh, Napster, the guy who started oh, Napster. Cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I liked him in Southland Tales. Uh-huh. Uh I liked him in uh, what was that other movie? Um, oh gosh. Mickey Mouse Club. No, 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 no. The one, <laughs> the one where they kill the one where they kill the kid at the end of the movie. Oh God, dude! I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you'd, you'd know if I said the name. I, I just can't think of it right yeah, now. I bet I would. Wait. But he's an excellent actor. He really is. Uh, he's a good performer. He's been on SNL several times. He's been great on SNL. Yeah, you know what? Actually, interesting enough, today I was walking around New York City and I was outside of the movie theater where I saw Super Eight, and this guy comes up to me and my uh, two friends I was with, and he's like, "Hey, do you guys want to go to the premiere of Bad Teacher?" Who Justin Timberlake's in that with Cameron Diaz or whatever? Ooh, I do want to see that. It, it, it's funny because we were like, we all have work, so of course we had to say no. But he's like, oh, because we're trying to fill up seats. You don't have to pay. You just got to dress nice to be there. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> and it sounded like a scam. But um, after he left, a friend was like, no, man, actually they do that a lot. Like if you just got to be lucky walking. Yeah, up, you should have uh, gone to that. That'd have been really cool. Yeah, man, the premiere would have been cool. That does look funny. Yeah. Yeah, I actually haven't seen the trailer. <laughs> you know, I've I've seen <laughs> the haven't? Eat Me poster, and I'm like, oh god. Oh, you should go watch it. It's also got uh, the guy from uh, for getting Sarah Marshall in. Yeah, it too, oh Jason. yeah, Jason Segel. Yeah, Jason Segel. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's doing yeah. the new Muppets movie. Yeah, now I'm interested in that too because he did he did the whole uh, he wanted to do the whole Muppet thing yeah, in forgetting, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, exactly. Um, back on topic, though, what I wanted to say, though, with, with the <laughs> songs as we're just <laughs> rambling on, uh, is the, you know, buying songs or buying artists. Um, an interesting thing about Lady Gaga is that, you know, her first out, al- um, the first week of her new uh, album, Born This Way, sold like over a million copies, like one million, two hundred thousand copies. And it dropped off 86 percent after its first month or first week. So now it like only sold like one hundred and forty thousand, something like that. Um, so it kind of makes you wonder, like, was it just her fan, huge fan base right then and there, got it, snatched it up? Because, I mean, Born This Way, the, the single wasn't really that great of a song. Uh, like, her first album was actually pretty neat. Um, but I feel like she's just such a media whore <laughs> that people aren't really <laughs> buying the uh, 
the can you say media horror me- on the radio yeah <laughs> i hope so <laughs> no we don't have the That's fcc okay. to worry about yeah the fcc just find us a couple hundred thousand it's no big deal <laughs> we wish but we, we, got, we got plenty of money <laughs> absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah sure got plenty of money we owe that's for sure <laughs> yeah but you know you make a really good point because the thing is as we were talking about uh artists of the of the past you know you have michael jackson with bad mm. bad has done so well because it's sold albums throughout the years yeah. not just the first day yeah absolutely you know I, no one's going to go back and buy Lady Gaga in 10 years. No I, one's going to know her or care. Well, I feel like music's kind of at a standstill right now. Um, we've been doing kind of the same thing for 20 years, you know? I mean, what changed from the 80s to the 90s was, you know, hair and solos. And, you know, <laughs> from, and it's synthesizers, I guess. They kind of disappeared. Um, and then the 90s was just kind of like nobody knew how to play their instruments. It was So, so it was all easy and simple and everybody could do it. And then uh, 2000s, um, it was a matter of everything being perfect with Pro Tools and all that. So, you know, that just further, you know, enhanced the not being able to play your instrument, you know, and you could still sit down. Um, or, or sing. Yeah, or sing. Oh, absolutely. Lots of great programs out there to make you a good singer. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, it's funny. I was watching that episode of South Park a little bit earlier today with the, the Fish Sticks episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. And at the very end, the very end of it, they're singing that Kanye West song I'm a about gay being fish, a gay, gay fish. fish. Yeah, and his voice is just all over the place. Yeah. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> that's how he sings, man. Yeah, but that's how it is. I you know. know? It's, it's... And let me tell you something, listeners. That is not because they're being, you know, creative with the synthesizers like Peter Frampton was. Yeah. That's because they can't actually hit the notes. Yeah. I mean, what the, some of it is a fact, and I can understand that, but. When you do the effect every song, it makes me wonder. Kind of like with uh, Black Eyed Peas, you know, I got a feeling, you know, I hate that. <laughs> oh, I, man. I hate that. And I mean, yeah, okay, for the song, but they do that like every song now. Uh, hey, can we please, please, for God's sakes, have stop getting these MTV artists to do the Super Bowls? Yeah. I mean, that had to be the worst performance I've ever seen, yeah, man. It was horrible. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Yeah, Paul McCartney was cool. Um, yeah, Prince was cool. Yeah, Paul McCartney was, you know, peeing in his pants. It was so bad. He was like, oh, my God. Yeah. If only they had hired me, I'd have got up there and done a good show. Again. <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll, I'll take the skeleton who. Yeah. Over what we saw last year. <laughs> that was kind of interesting. <laughs> I mean, they had a great stage, but man. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool light show, though. Yeah. I really did like the light show. For, for sure. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Man. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just to kind of go on to that, though, it, it, it's just like now, I, I mean, songs are a big deal because people aren't really buying albums like they used to, um, obviously. Um, so it, it puts a lot of pressure on artists to write better songs versus just one good one um but you got to think like god how music has changed like last year's big hit was uh, hey soul sister by train and they were almost off the uh the radar completely you know um in fact the record company said we don't think you have a chance like we, we just don't think you can write another hit and man and for a while i i you know you gotta think all they had there for a while was and it was awesome yeah but it was the one from Spider-Man 2. Oh, uh, not no, that wasn't even a hit, man. <laughs> Where, like, but but was, they but that, do, they did do, that song do. and yeah, but they did that song and dropped off the face of the planet. Yeah, well they had Calling All Angels. That was the only other one I ever really heard. 
Um, yeah. And then they were just kind of gone. And then, yeah, Hey Soul Sister. I remember seeing that. I was working on a cruise ship, and uh, I was watching CSI, and Pat was a suspect in a murder case, the lead singer. I was like, what <laughs> What the hell? They're, like, singing that song, and I'd never heard it before. <laughs> and then the studio's done, and then they walk over to her, oh, you're a suspect. You were last seen with this girl. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> God, train. <laughs> you write a good song, and I ain't going to jail. But uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> but I remember hearing that song and thinking, man, that is a real. That's gonna be a hit. And God, was it ever! And it, you know, it's ukulele. And 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 kind of get on that a little bit. What about the ukulele thing? Like you got Eddie Vedder just did a ukulele album. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's just that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just kind of coming out of nowhere. Like everybody's like, well, I guess I need to. The only way to write a hit album anymore is to put ukulele. Well, I mean, let's go back to Iris. Well, they didn't have a ukulele, you moron. <laughs> no, <laughs> they but they had the uh, they had the mandolin. Yeah, but anytime you th- anytime you throw, just think about all the songs that, that that are hits that have had you know crazy instruments like that in it. Yeah, you know? right. that you just don't hear very often. It gives it a cool sound. It's like the gorillas uh, in in Clint Eastwood. Right. Um, they use the uh, the dobro. Yeah, right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, and, and I really like that train album, by the way. There's another one. Uh, uh, if it's if love. it's love, yeah, if it's that's love. a cool song. And another good song. It's a good song. Yeah. You know? And marry me is not bad. You know, I mean, their three singles were really good <laughs> singles. That's like it's funny because they had three hits right in a row, mm-hmm. and you know they were inches away from not being re-signed or whatever. So that was cool. Train Train is really good about getting a, a number one hit mm-hmm. and then getting like two or three number like eight hits yeah. that are just as good. Yeah. You know, just think about she's on fire. You remember that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I what mean, about that, that meet, wasn't a hit, but it was awesome. What about Meet Virginia? Yeah. Oh, man. Meet Virginia. Well, I, I, I consider that a hit, though. Yeah, it was a hit. Big time. <laughs> I love Meet Virginia. That's, that's a great song. They sound different. It sound like a country well, singer. Well, listen, uh, we, we, we are up against it once again. Damn. So sorry, listeners. Well, we're going to have to go to a commercial break here. I've got the producers giving us a look like, hey, you guys got to quit. Uh, so we're going to go into a little bit real quick before we actually have the break uh, uh, of some more se- uh, shameless self-promotion. Uh, we need to call this, we need to make this an actual segment, Derek. Yeah. Shameless self-promotion songs, jingles, gifts.com. Ladies and gentlemen, if you need a song, but you don't know how to write one, we've got the song for you at songs, jingles, and gifts.com. Visit us today and check out our jingles, our songs for your loved one or small business. We'd love to create for you. Songs, jingles, and gifts.com. And we'll be back in 60 seconds. Thanks a lot. Keep listening.
Welcome back in, listeners, to the Echo Radio Show. It's Nick O'Kelly, Derek Daisy from sea to shining sea all over the East Coast. Anyway, yeah. New York City, Charleston, South Carolina. Beautiful Charleston, South Carolina, may I say. It was beautiful today. Very hot. Was it hot up there in New York? Derek? No, it was raining. A lot. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, let me, just, let me just say real quick. We have not had rain. We Well... Uh, last night it rained for a couple of minutes, but before that we had not had rain since May. 11. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We we got a few rain showers. It was funny because leaving the uh, the IMAX, uh, there, there was no like direct exit. In fact, the exit that we took took us behind a uh, screen and we found the speakers to the IMAX theater and we were oh like, uh Oh, <laughs> so we ran and we finally <laughs> found this weird exit, which ended up being the side of the building where there was pouring rain. So that was nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, it was, it has been beautiful down here. I, I love the weather. It's, it, it, uh, we really needed rain, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, we live at the beach, so what do you expect, I guess? I mean, I guess I can't complain too much. Yeah, so shut up. Well, listeners, we want to get into some new – we want to get into a couple more things from the music industry for you. Uh, This is really just some incredible new technology. It it is called My Studio, and and, and basically what this is is a recording studio, basically in the shape of a photo booth – and and they're and they're putting them in malls all over right now. It's pretty much on the West Coast, but you know, hopefully they're going to be all over America. But you're able to go into this thing and do a professional quality DVD of yourself. You can do karaoke. You can go in there with your own guitar and do your own song. It gives you a backdrop behind you, and you can do up to five minutes of recording. So you know, let's say you want to do a comedy routine. You want to get into comedy, and you need to uh, make some DVD uh, samples of yourself. You can go do that. Like I said, you can do karaoke. You can do. You can even go to a video resume. Anything up to five minutes, and it automatically mixes it down to a professional grade audio quality for you, and then spits out a DVD. It reminds me so much, Derek, of of one of our episodes of our favorite shows ever, which is Doug, oh, yeah. <laughs> Nickelodeon's Doug. <laughs> Nickelodeon. <laughs> There's an episode where Doug does uh, the song "Patty, You're the Mayonnaise for Me." I love it. It was so great. And he does the DVD, and that's actually what it was. They did DVDs. Now, this is back in the early 90s. Yeah. And they, and him and Patty and Mr. Bone all did a DVD of themselves, and then the DVDs got mixed up, so on and so forth. But they have brought this amazing technology to life. And I just, I really think it's cool. I have a music industry review blog online and actually got deleted by wordpress so it is coming again and i'll I'll promote that next time listeners right now it's been deleted but it'll be back up and uh anyway i talked about it because i just thought it was really cool i mean you can go into this thing and do whatever you want to and 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 it's like going in and get your picture made in one of those photo booths in the mall i think it's really cool yeah it looks cool i was looking through the videos here and watching some terrible people how much does it cost (laughs) (laughs) well see that's something i don't know actually Uh, that's hard to find is how much it actually costs, but it's, it's inexpensive. I know that because like I said, they are promoting to, you know, the mass public in malls. Yeah. You know, so it's probably just a couple of, you know, maybe 10, $15, something like well, that. Well, I hope it's but you, better than the hurricane simulator that I tried out in the mall not too long ago. Oh, have you done that? Man, I, have you done dude, that? I stood in there and I was blown <laughs> by a little stupid fan that did nothing. Really? Oh, I was pissed. I've been wanting to do that thing, man. God. I've been wanting to do it. Oh, two dollars. Worst two dollars I ever spent. I, I mean, my my old my friends Matt and Lydia were just standing there watching me as my hair is getting blown around. 
and it's not 75 mile per hour winds. My skin isn't moving. I'm just standing there being blown <laughs> above. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> well, they probably can't actually make it 75 miles an hour because, you know, if, if your skin is moving, that's a potential lawsuit. Well, I guess. then but... they shouldn't uh, charge me $2 for hurricane force winds if they're not willing to deliver. <laughs> I, have wa- I have been wondering about that thing, man, because they're everywhere. It sucks. Those things are everywhere. The worst, worst <laughs> thing ever. What's the video of? There's a video screen in there. What's that? Oh, uh, it's a stupid Does, do you hurricane. Watch a video? No, it's just a hurricane winds blowing on the TV screen, I guess, to make you feel like you're really there. It's stupid. Oh, that's stupid. $2 of my money gone. <laughs> well, I think this is probably going to be a little bit more than $2, but you, you go into the booth, yeah. you pick your background. Um, you know, and the other cool thing about it, too, or you pick your background, you, you do the music, like I said. And the really cool thing about this, one of the reasons I initially blogged because it made headlines, uh-huh. uh, is that they also signed a contract with Sony. Oh. So all of the Sony artists are in the database for this thing. Oh, wow. You know, so if you're a girl, and uh, this is this one just came immediately to my head, but it, but if you're a girl and you want to do a Taylor Swift video for yourself, you know, to give to give to somebody or to have for yourself or whatever, if you do a Taylor Swift karaoke, all of her songs are in that database. Mm. You know, uh, and, and I mean, obviously there's a ton more artists, but that one just came to my head, like I said. But uh, how cool is that, right? Yeah, it's pretty neat. And you can, you know, you can go in there and do anything you want, and you get a whole DVD for it. It's pretty wild that they can do that kind of thing, and it's and it's it automatically mixes down professional grade studio quality, uh, which is pretty wild. My studio, they're all over the internet. You can find them at mystudio.net. We're gonna do a little promotion, try to get some sponsorship out of this. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um, but you know, the other cool thing about it. Derek, yeah. is that they load it <laughs> is that they load it up to the internet. Yeah, I was so, watching some of these videos, like some really mm, really cool people <laughs> <laughs> performing. Wow. I, I just don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Go check it out, right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you went in there and did one and you had the DVD, let's say someone burned it because it was so bad, you could still go online and get it off the internet. Oh, very cool. <laughs> well, I, I really can't wait to have these amateurs all over my computer screen. Um, <laughs> it's really going to make my life. <laughs> well, you know, just speaking of sound quality technology, I'm going to break into to our final topic of the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just in, in the, the how far compression technology has come for, for home studios and just the way you can, you know, people like my studio, these software companies are really condensing uh, recording technology so that you can use it at home, yeah. you know, right. such as Native Instruments, a uh, company uh, who's been doing this for years and years and years, have come up with a whole new line called Vintage Compressors, which is basically audio compressors uh, based on the real thing from real studios. Mm-hmm. And they've put it in, you know, and, and they, in fact, this was the company that was the first company to emulate the Hammond B organ sound on computer. Right, right. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I think I have that. Uh, but you know, <laughs> technology has come so far for, as far as home studios go. You you can set this thing up in your house for practically nothing. Mm-hmm. And like you, Derek, you've got all the compressors you need. Yeah, oh yeah. And your stuff, your stuff now sounds almost as good as Jim and Allen's at Hit Music Inc. in Spencer, North Carolina. By the way, give them a call, Jim Mosier, Alan Grossman. <laughs> you can. Uh, 
basically set up stuff that sounds almost as good as what they did. Well, I mean, obviously, there's going to be some things that are missing, um, like experience. <laughs> well, like yeah, that. I mean, they know but, what they're but doing. But I do have access. <laughs> but yeah. The, the, yeah, they know if, what they're doing knew, a little bit better. But Yeah, but, but if you knew the things that they knew, you'd be able to get those sounds out of your home computer. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of not being able to mix through a board, because unlike them where they have a huge, very nice, expensive board in their studio, I don't. I have to do everything digitally. And you kind of lose a little bit of the warmth, and you know, because they call that, um, well, you mix out of the box um, versus, you know, digitally. Because with a digital, it's so clear, but it lacks the warmth of, like, tape or whatever. Um, it like what band, um, Foo Fighters, you know, just did their new album, um, Wasting Light or Wasted Light or whatever. Um, yeah, Wasting Light. Wasting Light. They did that all on tape and they did it with Which, Butch Vig. And, and, and we'll, we'll go ahead and stick another plug in there. Cause I don't mind it. That incredible. Yeah. I love great, that album. Great album. And, uh, and it, it yeah. sounds like I'm listening to the drum sounds and everything. I'm like, God, I mean, there's just so much power, so much warmth. Everything is warm about that album. Uh, and can we give some can we give some props to to the way in which they have gone about doing the music videos for that album? Uh, you know, I'm funny. I haven't actually seen them. <laughs> I saw oh them. man, you got to go check out the one the one of them. Uh, I guess it's I guess it is wasting light. That's the title of the album, but it's the title of the song as well. They're in like a they're in this cube basically, and it's all white. Oh no no, no. that was um what's that song? That's a different song. That's called Rope. Rope, rope. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry, cool. but yeah, that man, that's that's a cool video. Yeah, yeah, I, I've I've seen like the commercial for it, but I haven't actually watched the video. No. I mean, v- music videos have really gone by the wayside, and it, it, it's really a shame as far as I'm concerned. Well, because it's, I mean, honestly, you don't need to spend three million dollars to get a good video anymore. I mean, because way back when that was still a huge marketing thing, but now you just put it on YouTube. It's like MTV yeah, doesn't I mean, play true. videos. VH1 rarely plays videos. You got a couple channels out there that do, but then they're realizing nobody's watching them because they got YouTube. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's like videos are still costing some bands, you know, between sixty thousand to a hundred thousand um, dollars. But that's a lot, you know. I mean, there's there's other ways to promote your album. I mean, videos are cool, and I think you do that for your fan base just to give them something new. But it doesn't do what it used to do. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean that's true, and I, I'm in full agreement with that. Yeah. Uh, but as I said, I will give them props because that video is really cool. The album is awesome. Mm. Go check it out. Go buy it. Maybe we'll get some sponsorship from the Foo Fighters yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it definitely is a cool album. But I mean, yeah, a lot of the vintage compressors, like I use some Wave, um, you know, compressors and stuff, and it, it really is amazing how much warmer they make your, you know, recordings. Like I, uh, I've been going through old demos I've done on my computer over the last four years. And uh, I'm like remixing them from the ground up, just, you know, going through and just getting rid of all the EQs that I had used through Logic or GarageBand or whatever. And then uh, I'm adding these wave compressors and all this stuff. And I'm telling you, it just it brings the quality up such a huge notch. Even the vocal tracks, it like it adds the right amount of compression. I started working with a friend of mine, uh, Carrie Bond, who also works with us at um songsjinglesandgifts.com she's a vocalist but we've been working on yes go check it out right now absolutely now she's (laughs) she's been yeah we'll we'll wait (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, go right. ahead. Go ahead. Take take a minute. You you can go. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but she, uh, we've been work like I've been teaming up with her, writing songs with her, and uh, it, it's like I did her. We mixed the songs that we wrote called uh, Something New, and uh, we went through the whole thing and did it, and I mixed it down, sent it to her. And it was cool. It was, you know, it, it was really well done. And then I got a hold of some of these compressors and I went and remixed this song. And I probably spent four days remixing it because I was just like, oh, I was so excited about how I was bringing out colors and all that. And, and then the finished product, um, I listened to them back and forth. And one sounds very much like a computer demo. And the other one sounds like this big, huge, you know, rock band production in your face. You can feel the drums. You can feel her vocals. You can feel the emotion. So, uh, yeah, vintage compressors. Well, and, <laughs> you know, the amazing thing is, as I said, back in the day, you had to have the actual audio equipment in order to get these sounds uh, through these compressors, and now they have Native Instruments specifically has 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 set it down into and specifically the vintage compressors has three different ones they've done. This the B seven, the VC seventy six, the VC two A, and the VC one sixty. VC seventy six fast attack, great presence, punchy, clear and high, good for drums and vocals. The 2A is smooth, silky, and natural sound. Uh, it's great for vocals and bass. And, and the 160 has a subtle drive. It's great for the kick drum, snare, and bass. So, I mean, the things, what you can see is that they're taking and, and getting it technology down to a science in the sense that they can actually specify which compressors on the computer yeah. are, for which, are for which instruments. And, and used to be you had to figure that stuff out with the actual audio equipment. And if you were doing it digitally through the computer, you only had one compressor and it, it didn't sound, I mean, you know, it sounded the same for every single instrument. Well, now they have them for the individual instruments. And that's, what's so amazing about it is that they're able to emulate that. Like, that. Oh yeah. Well, you know, and also I, you know, one of my favorite compressors, honestly, because obviously, as we've mentioned, we're big Google doll fans. So, uh, there's these two, um, mixer guys, uh, there's a Chris Lord, Alge or Alge or whatever. Um, he's worked on with Google Doll albums and Joe, John Joseph Pugue, um, Pugue or whatever. He, they both have compressors, um, like compressor sets. And I've been using those heavily, like, you know, on drums and all that. And that's how I really get these cool drum, punchy drums that just sound so modern and, you know, in your face. Um, but they make it really, really easy. Like they dumb it down a little bit instead of like, you know, just showing you EQ numbers. They're just like, all right, we'll add more punch, add more umph. You know, like they, they kind of the terminology, they have spank, um, and all that stuff. It's really, really neat <laughs> just because you click things on the vocals. <laughs> and uh, it, But it adds so much. And then, you know, then I started messing around with the SSL compressors and stuff. And those add warmth. And then I got, um, what is it? Uh, Abbey Road vintage compressors. Uh -huh, I know, right, and those yeah. add real warmth to everything. So it's like, man, you can really get that cool old vintage sound which really is, it's just so much better than some of the new stuff, which is so crystal clear, um, you know, because... Oh, yeah, uh, you know, speaking of that, it's like Nickelback. Yeah. You know, they went from having a rough album, you know, rough and hard, to just being processed, clear, Yeah. you know. Well, and I mean, yeah, I, I was listening to um, one of their songs the other day, and, like, all the toms are very... Everything's very robotic. Everything is so... Just the way it is. 
It wouldn't surprise me if they were using digital drums. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, the drums don't really get all that different. It's just always... You know, it's all the same song structure, all that. <laughs> Anyways... Um, but it really is kind of depressing because, you know, their first albums, they had like two really good songs and the rest sucked. Uh, (laughs) which was like, how you remind me, yeah, how you remind (laughs) me was the only good one. I got sick of that after a week and then too bad, too bad was a cool song. Oh, yeah, that was a good um, and, and then like you move one. on. I forgot about that. Then one. you move on to someday, which is an exact ripoff of how you remind me. I mean, set mm-hmm. side by side, same structure, everything. Um, and then that was like the only good song on that album. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> it moved on to the next one. We got like Photograph and uh, Rockstar. And I wasn't a big fan of the Rockstar song. Everybody loved it. I mean, they're just addicted to the drugs and cocaine. And But you know why they love why? it? Because number one, it sounds good in a club, and number two, it describes hanging out in a club. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know every time I go to a club, there's just a table of Coke spilled out in front of me. I mean, I understand yeah, right? that. Yeah. yeah. And we're talking about the soda, by yeah. the way, FCC. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, oh goodness! But seriously, I mean, I, I just you know. Recording has gotten so processed as of late, and, and that that is the that's the one downside to having these breakthroughs as far as the digital age goes and the compressors and audio recording. You know, you, you've got uh, it's just it's just a different age as to as as to what you're hearing. Right, you know, right. you don't have the you don't have the grungy sound anymore. You don't have the live sound as much. Right. Absolutely. And how how often, you know, do, do you even have bands in the recording studio actually recording as a band anymore? That doesn't happen. Well, I know. Ever. It's like mostly what they'll do is they'll go in there as a group and record the drums and uh, maybe the bass. And then they'll go over and redo everything in overdubs, you know. So the drum mm-hmm. track's really the only thing that's taken from playing as a band. And that and doing it that way really changes the, the way that you act as a band. I mean, you got to think bass... In the 70s, 80s, 60s, the bass followed the vocals. I mean, it really it highlighted what the vocals were doing. It laid it laid the groove down, but it also kind of had its own melodic sound to it. But nowadays, it's it, because they do the bass and the drums first. Yeah. You just get a basic boom, 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 boom. boom. I mean, that's uh, all you have. Yeah. I mean, what are they going to do? They don't know what the they don't know what the song's doing anymore. And then the bands don't act together. They don't play off each other anymore. Yeah. It's just a whole different world. But Absolutely. You know, there's pros and cons to it, I guess, but uh, anyway. Yeah, for sure. Well, very cool. Well, I guess that uh, that that's about our time to go. Um, but hey, it was cool talking with you, Nick. And uh, it was yeah, good. yeah, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm excited that we have the show. It's a great gig to have. You know, yeah, to the echo. Get to get on here and talk about entertainment. And listen, listeners, uh, we're, we're going to be doing this every week, yeah. a couple times a week. So uh, please listen in. Yeah. It's to the Echo Radio Show. It's Derek Daisy up in New York City and Nicholas O'Kelly down here in Charleston, South Carolina. Beautiful Charleston, South Carolina, if I can say. And uh, we'll be coming to you again very soon, as I said before, and we'll say again many, 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 many times. Go to songsjinglesandgifts.com. You'll be able to find a link to our Facebook page there where you can go like it and uh, talk to us as well as listen to this podcast there. And this will be on iTunes as well. So, Derek, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. You too. <laughs> we'll talk to you again very soon. Have a great night. All right. See you, man. <laughs> All right.